0: Hi, we're back with another sneaky bonus episode, which is, I think, three weeks late? <laughs> yeah, maybe. It took so
1: long to recover from fucking top loader. that's why.
2: Or based on our usual standards. This is about six weeks early.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, but this is Sound is a Pound. Sound is a
0: Pound, and but, this is the episode where we go to Poundland and buy a record and talk about it for I a fucking, few I minutes.
1: For, so, I forgot the record. It's at home. Uh, I didn't actually bring didn't the CD bring it with me. I bought a CD and then... Didn't bring it with me. Have you actually listened to the CD? No, <laughs> I, mean, you, okay. I haven't listened to the CD. It's yeah. sitting in cellophane wrapper in my flat. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. That's a wasted pound, really, isn't it? Do you think... I used but- to have that album as well and then donated all my CDs to Oxfam and then now fucking rebuying CDs that I used to have. But, I mean, it's... It's probably
2: the same one. <laughs> w- this is the thing, right? So I was going to say, do you think... I know it was wrapped, right? So the Top Loader one I got wasn't wrapped. Was it not? No. Mine so was wrapped as well. I'm curious as to whether anybody ever listened to the CD you got or whether what you guys are picking up are albums so fucking banal and ubiquitous that people are getting them and not even bothering opening them and just I'm fucking... Returning st- them. Or getting like four copies of it for their Christmas because they're such a fucking month that Did they just you, get sent the same you,
1: thing. Top what? Loader, just accuse the two of us of being banal and ubiquitous? <laughs> Absolutely... Fuck off! Well, <laughs> t-
0: t- can we just can we just take a wee second to to ask who, ask which one of the group here got an email about
2: Toploaders' twentieth uh, anniversary? Of all, like Mocha. <laughs> uh, yeah, are you putting them on? Yeah, are you putting them on? Yeah, okay, so yeah, maybe I might have been sent uh, an email asking about was the email sent to you it, or did you
0: did you email them and
2: then get the press release really sent back? No, no, to no. You? I'd sincerely. The email was sent to me. Okay. Uh, unsolicited email from
1: <laughs> top Loaders agent. Uh, yeah, but I got a fucking offer of R. Kelly last week. Ooh, did you? I, yeah. Holy Still shit. looking for gigs. Plug him Plug him how much to look for? <laughs> uh, oh, I didn't fucking reply.
2: <laughs> you know what we could
1: do, right? We were,
2: we did Judgment Night as part of the movie one. We could start as like a soundtrack to a film, which is like obscenely crap indie rock bands with mm-hmm. shame rappers.
1: So we could. Well, have, talking about shame rappers, we're actually. I don't know when the, se- the split seven inch is going out. But well, that's going to be kind of part of it isn't, yeah, so if isn't you're, it R. Kelly could feature in that
0: split seven inch if you're not a member already you should definitely <laughs> sign up uh, to unsungpod.net for such donate and give us a wee bit of cash so you can get this sweet split of seven that's coming yeah. in the next couple of weeks but Dave's right I think you as a book at Cl- Chris use a book at one venue and Dave use a book at another venue so book both of those together and see what happens <laughs> <laughs> my lord
2: who <Co-pro>. are <laughs> way out of every invitation <laughs> ever
1: R. Kelly supported my Copro our way
2: into Australia. That's a
1: better lineup than Transmit, so. <laughs> oh. it fucking is. What is
0: that girl? Is it Queen Tuts Is that the thing that's happening? Queen Tuts yeah. Oh. Progressive as ever. Yes, yeah, finally
2: think, ladies' equality.
0: Yeah, you've got a whole stage for it. Why don't just put them all, across the whole fucking bill instead of putting them on their own, like one stage? It's ridiculous. No, we should
1: keep. Don't, you don't put women straight away. You, you segregate them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what they are. Sounds I love like that the, every the, single the person, person that came to transmit defence and was like, "Oh, they're trying to be like blah blah blah," was a man. Unbelievable. <laughs> like the <was> self-awareness. <laughs> what a I'm joke. Really looking
2: forward to is when they continue this theme and next year. They have a black stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. Headlined <laughs> by R. Kelly. And I'm doing. <laughs> Uh, and yeah. Top loader headline in the white stage. Uh, <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. What a year yeah. it's going to be is next you, year. 2020.
0: Is your friend, uh, fr- friend going to be part of the top loader 20th anniversary
1: for Onka's Big Mocker? Do you know? I don't think so. He's too busy actually doing Eating his them. job, I think. Yeah. yeah.
0: So Fair enough. Speaking of friends, I don't the, think this. This is not a good record. This guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's
1: a pretty good record. <laughs> is anybody friends with this guy? <laughs> what he's, is he's, he's the Scottish, Scottish rock and roll?
0: He's Scottish. Does anybody know this guy?
1: Cars, Hancock, Tyler, Nicks, Top, um i have a few kind of medium links to him and i've met his dad medium like I've, as in psychic i've yeah <laughs> now i've met his dad he's a very nice man uh i think i've met his brother how as well how did you know you were meeting M- M- milo's dad just because his dad cuts about uh, saying oh by the way i'm milo's dad no no he's quite a well-known <laughs> guy um <laughs> He's like, um, writes stuff. Yeah, quite a well-known guy, On Sky. On Sky. On Sky. Um, he's a local celebrity. Hector. And his brother's in a band, right? Yeah, his brother's in a band. Engines. Um, Who are actually really good. Um, really some weird stuff back in the day. And funnily enough, I featured, the first time I became aware of Milo was before this record came out. And I was, I'd just left school, so I was 17, maybe 18. 18, and I was living up in the Highlands because I took a year out uh, to work in the call centre and earn money say
2: to go and stay in the woods.
1: I no. Uh, no, I worked for O2 like werewolves. I worked for O2 in Allness to earn money to before I went to uni. Uh, I spent all of that money in the <laughs> I was commercial hotel. Say, when did you do it? <laughs> I uh, I I went I went to uni with six hundred pounds in my bank account. All of the rest of it spent in the pub, um, but I did. There was a some sort of Channel 4 Highlands and Islands thing up there that they spent money on for young people to get involved with music. Uh, and there was like 12 of us applied, or 12 people, a bunch of people applied and the team was picked and I managed to get on it. And we basically made a compilation record of the best music coming from the Highlands. And it happened over like six months. And in the end, like the CD actually went out on the cover of Music Week magazine, and we went to Midem and Cannes and it was all fucking industry wank. One of the artists that we got on it was Milo just before his album came out. And In fact, went to Midem, launched the Music Week magazine on the same week as this album came out. And I remember going into this uh, record shop in Cannes. And, like, these two total wank guys with suits were, like, picking up and going, oh, ooh, Milo is going to be very big. And I was like, ah, that's me, I'm putting that out, ooh, really <laughs> fucking, no, oh, boy.
2: And, um, I was going to chastise you for borderline racism. Uh, then I remembered it's Cannes where everybody's racist anyways. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> and then I was racist against myself, so. But, uh, yeah, and Indians were also on that album. Um... Yeah, but enough, so
2: Milo had been putting stuff out though before that this was sort of like almost a compilation of shit like singles
1: and shit he'd been putting mm, together for ages no that? he'd never really released anything but he had like a uh, bunch of singles and stuff he had a bunch of singles after this album oh. um, this was like he'd been at Oxford and done like a philosophy degree and then went to the States with a PhD in philosophy yeah and, came, then, came back and then came back to make music and basically went back to Sky had a Apple Mac and put together put together a bunch of drum loops uh so clear lines, played some bass on it and made this record.
2: It was some kind of like philosophical realization that fuck it nothing matters, I might as well just churn out shit and get rich.
1: I don't really think this record's that shit.
2: <laughs> it sounds like elevator music.
1: Look, like some of it's really uh, beige a little bit, but like some of it's pretty decent dance music. Um, it's like playable
2: it dance music. It's like dance music, but simmered I, down to like no. Really but
1: some of it's like quite w- nice, warm indie. It's like that sort of Royksopp sort of stuff. It came yeah. out in two thousand and four, and it was around the time that a lot of like dance music big hitters like uh, Chemical Brothers, Daft Punk, um, Fatboy Slim had all been huge and then released shit albums and this came out and kind of had a bit of hype around it um remember like it's got destroy rock and roll on the front of it it's got that like sort of spray painted thing i mean spray painted was everywhere around Glasgow
2: but um, don't get me wrong man i actually don't begrudge the guy for having some like pretty basic sort of skills but i think that's the thing like this is his
1: first record which is remarkable and it's and only record and, right. and, and
2: yeah uh, well he had one remix mag afterwards in 2009 milo's back or something like that. yeah he
1: also but, did a weird thing on youtube quite recently where he released songs but nobody yeah. paid attention
2: i mean it's his first record and he's kind of like a self-made guy in that sense so i'm not like trying to be too critical of the fact that his skills on it are pretty basic but well, his skills on it are pretty basic even though you're comparing it to like up and you know Groover Madden and stuff like that it's like the actual production of it's much much more
1: it's quite drag and drop sort of stuff yeah um but some of the you know like when you go through it the tunes are quite memorable the samples are quite memorable uh like Drop the Pressure and In My Arms are both really good dance hits
2: Yeah, you but can't get away waiting for a start to fall by Boy Meets Girl is much much better than Into
1: My Arms well yeah I don't know maybe It doesn't improve on the original but it's still a good track. <laughs> Can't improve uh, on the original. It's I like so Muscle fucking... Cars, that's a good track. Like Valley of the Dolls and Sun Worship are are kind of like those sort of nice background music. Muscle Cars is a good tune. I uh, I like Paris 400, actually. Ricky's pretty cool. That's got, like, a total Daft Punk vibe. I'll give and you then... Paris
2: 400 is the only track in it that was like, that's just quite good. Yeah. It's got, like, wee hints of, like... You know, it's got... Wee hints, it reminds me a little bit of White Town... Mm-hmm. Um and then it's got a slightly kind of night timey, crowty thing to it. It's the only one that actually was like, ah, oh, yeah, okay. I can't... Mean, destroy
1: tickles. Rock and Roll was like the one that got them kind of big that was mm-hmm. the one that just had that man sampling bands that should go to hell
2: This didn't Destroy Rock and
1: Roll this album. It no, did not. but it was a fine record. Like, I don't I don't think it's a shit album I, It got a lot bigger than anybody thought it would because it's quite inoffensive but it's got some good tracks on it do you, but do you think guys... Like, what, what's his actual name as well? Miles. Miles, McInnes. Miles McInnes. Miles
2: McInnes. Do you think Miles did this record because he had like this uh, unquenchable inner kind of thirst to to express himself artistically? Or do you think he just did it because he could do it?
1: I think he did this record because he was just sitting at home and he was like, Oh, I'll make this record. And then it, he put it out and it started to get traction. And then all of a sudden it was like one of the biggest selling records of the, of the year. And then he's never put in and out afterwards because he's never pretended to be some sort of tortured artist who needs to put music out. He just put out an album that made him a lot of money unexpectedly, and he's like, "Well, that, well, that was nice." I kind of feel like he just was like, "Fucking hell, I got away with that one. I'm not going to chance that again." Yeah,
0: possibly. possibly. I mean, no. I mean,
1: that's fine, right? That's he like... just he played about with some samples at home, and then it made him a million quid. So. You know, pretty good. If any of the three of us had done it, we wouldn't have returned the money, you know. <laughs> Just, um, I'm going to send
2: this money back. Yeah, I feel as though I've ripped the people off yeah, exactly. here. I promised Mark I'd keep my analogies minimal mm-hmm. this week. Um, I thought it sounded a little bit like the in-game music from a deleted version of Grand Theft Auto where you drive around <laughs> Falkirk Town Centre in a Vauxhall Nova throwing empty cans of hooch at Oshers.
1: I've, I've done play, that before. I would play, I would play that <laughs> game.
2: Or, um... Uh, the tune that was playing at uh, your second cousin chelsea's wedding when she found out her sister's actually her mum how did you ever meet my cousin my second cousin chelsea <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know man i don't know but i mean okay there's like little bits of like I, I, when i was listening to, i got bits of air i got bits of daft punk i got bits of groove armada none of whom i particularly like air or maybe like you off because they're okay but not that much and i'm just like do we need more of this especially when it's like actually devoid of a lot of the actual chops. I don't know how it got so big. It did. Because it was... It It wasn't a huge song man
1: Yeah it wasn't particularly challenging as an album You could put it on and play it the whole way through And it would be nice Like on a nice summer's drive to the beach And you're all chatting right (laughs) But then it's also got like The sort of viral hit Destroy Rock and Roll Which kind of got it big Because people were like Oh I haven't heard a man speaking on a track before (laughs) And then uh, In My Arms and Drop the Pressure Because there was the Drop the Pressure remix Which got much much bigger Because it added in another eighty sample to it like those two tracks really hit it with the clubs and, So you and, had you had like dinner party music you had young people being interested in music and then you had club music so it, it was like kind of all three and then nobody hated it because there was nothing to hate about it apart me, from buddy. the fact that it wasn't particularly exciting. We are breaking new ground here,
2: dinner party music. It's totally, it's totally, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, Top Loader. It totally is. Look, <laughs> like,
1: t- like we're working within The Pound Shop. And this was a record that I actually liked from The Pound Shop.
0: I mean, I, I'm pretty sure there was a lot of coke done off the back of your CD as well. You should definitely open yeah, for yeah, it
1: ah, That's yeah. probably true. Yeah, is we is, is, give is, that a wee taste. it a bit salty. Mu-
2: <laughs> is this dance music dumbed down for folk that were struggling to follow dance music? That's no a, it's not a... it's, it's,
0: that, it's, that, it's, it's dance music for people that don't listen to dance music and, and, and
1: like the radio <laughs>
2: it's dance music Dinner parties <laughs> it's dance it's f- totally,
1: yeah. yeah it's like an introduction to dance music which is fine because introduced some people to dance music I'm sure there's some people down at the fucking sub club in a mad fucking techno taking loads of ekis who bought this album 15 years ago look where it got them. yeah exactly I bet Calvin Harris owns this record oh Calvin <laughs> yeah. Harris w- was ha- majorly influenced by this because like he only came out like 3 years after he, he, and then he basically had that the same track you know with yeah, samples over the top like, of it fuck
2: I'm a I'm a fucking loser for the western now. I could make some shite music he's, actually from, from, he's actually
1: from Dumfries is he? yeah that seems he he's also fucking huge now so. he's I also he's the won. highest paid musician of the Like of the last five years I like the use of
0: the word Musician there yeah, That's generous oh. He's also physically massive Like he would He would definitely eat you
1: I think He seems like a nice man But he's He does uh, seem like uh, a nice man Yeah, oh, his fucking music's bogging yeah, That's nah, true That's true
2: Yeah, yeah This is better than Calvin Harris so, I, I would agree with that yeah. So this introduced Idiots to dance music Can we introduce this To the bin David uh, Was it worth a
1: pound? It was worth a pound i okay. Fucking bought it no man If <laughs> Dave <So laughs> think
0: it's fine. worth a pound Then it's worth a pound <laughs> I think it's worth a pound Sound is a pound Alright well,
1: we'll be back next week Or the week after Or something Yeah <laughs> Four weeks time <laughs> yeah. I'll be doing one In, you
0: know, in, the, in the near future Yeah oh, It's wonderful It is actually A good album <laughs> <laughs>